<laughs> Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Hey, back, back again. again. What? Mm. B is back. Mm-hmm. I have a friend. Woo! On call. On call. On. Yeah, bitch. I'm back. My heart is happy. I missed you. I missed you too. I went through so much emotions doing this by myself. Yeah, no. <laughs> I I had withdrawals. Mm-hmm. I had withdrawals from you, from true crime, from everything. I had withdrawals. It was serious. It was serious. I realized that I've always loved true crime. Mm. I kind of want to say it's been such a big part of my life, but since you and me have been sharing our love for true crime for such a long time. Mm. And then we did the podcast that now, if I don't share it with you or share it with sharing it with you with the people, does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) Then it's not the same. This is not the people. This is Glendale. Have you seen that episode of the Kardashians? No. (laughs) So they go somewhere and she goes, welcome to the land of your people. And she goes, this is not the land. This is Glendale. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like you've mentioned this before. Your mannerisms looked familiar to me. I could have. Maybe. I have no other friends, so <laughs> I do possibly tell you multiple things that are the same. <laughs> you also who know who had no friends? Who? Our murder suspect for today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, no intro. No. <laughs> Welcome to Thunder Noodle. Oogly boogly woodly woo. Oh wow, guys. It really does feed my soul. It does. It really you I feed feel, my soul. I feel like me now. Thank Same. you. Yay. Oh my god, I missed my wife, guys. Oh, I miss you too. <laughs> Please, I'm never going away for that long again. Not without you. I'm just, next time I'm just going to put you in my pockets. Yeah, do that. Yes. I'll put you in the front and your baby in the back. Yes. And there we go. Off yes. we go. Love We're it. going on a trip. Man, I'm very, very yeah. We're ju- taking thunder noodles on the road. <laughs> on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the tequila? Gone, girl. Oh. It is gone. Happy New Year's, guys. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I hope you enjoyed our bloopers episode. I died listening to it. It was hilarious. Hilarious. It was so funny. It was so it funny. It was so funny. If you guys knew the extent that S went into to get that beep sound... I think you would appreciate the bloopers episode as much as we do. Yes. Because, wow, when I tell you, she deep dove. And she technologied technology to get that bleep. And, wow, I beep, love beep. you. Yeah, thank you. I know I love you. No. Such a, my I'm just going to have such an emotional episode. Because you're back. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop going on about this. Okay, let's get into it. Yes. I am ready to be traumatized with the first case of the new year. I am ready. In April 2011, South Africa was shocked at the news of one of the most monstrous crimes ever committed in the country. The severed remains of 24-year-old Michael van Eck had been discovered in a graveyard in Valcom. Michael had secretly arranged a blind date with a woman he'd met online and they would meet in the Valcom graveyard. Okay. Red flag. Why are we meeting men on first dates at a graveyard in South Africa? I don't know. Mm-mm. Uh-uh, nay, nay. <laughs> nay, nay, bitch. Big. Nuh-uh. Big. Nuh-uh. 
The biggest of nay-nays. The biggest of no-nos. Don't don't go there. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're already on a bad start. Yeah. The suspects are Shanae van Yerden mm. and Martin. 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 Oh. Mart- Martins. 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 Let me do that again. And Martins van der Merve. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Okay, so are they like a couple or we'll get into Are those the people it. that were at the We'll get into oh. it. Okay, I'm ready. I'm I see too many. When the police arrived at their their place of residence, the detectives mm. felt like a force was pushing them out. Oh. Something didn't sit well. Should always something, trust that gut feeling. Something was a little bit off. And Shanae watched them as they searched her cottage. She was calm. On the walls, there were dark art and weird poems on the fridge. Shanae walked past the detectives. She opened the small freezer and removed a flat plastic frozen bag. It looked like pizza dough, but it was a person's face. Oh, well, that's nice. The eyelids had been removed and the mouth was sewn shut. She then opened the fridge and removed containers. Inside was gelatinized eyes and human ears. I'm not going to her house for dinner. (laughs) That's for sure. So who is Shanae? Did she just open this all up un- unprovoked? She just was like, okay, yeah. She just yeah. was, I, I want to walk in with you. Let me let me show you what I, I got. See, I see you looking at the art on my walls. I see you reading the poem on my fridge. How about... I show you what's in my fridge. <laughs> How about I show you what's in my fridge, bitch? So... Wow. If you were to visit Shanae's childhood bedroom, mm. it would look normal. As normal as a child's chaotic bedroom could look yeah she had posters on the walls soft toys on her bed but in one corner all her dolls were lined up blindfolded and tied up with shoelaces poor bobbies now this would make you think okay but what's going on in this house yeah (laughs) this is something something must be cooking Mm. okay now shanae's parents they were in love their marriage was passionate and respectful, and they were just each other's twin flames. <laughs> the okay. apple of my eye. <laughs> and they had two kids. After the second kid, the marriage kind of deteriorated a little bit. Some kids do that to you. They, they started arguing, and each of them got a little bit sour with the other. Mm. The father, Jock, kept accusing his wife, Charmaine, of cheating. So, Charmaine had this idea. She was going to pack up all her shit and leave this man. She's packing up all her shit. She's going to take the kids. She's going to fuck right off. Heavy. Okay. In the middle of the night, she's going to go poof. That's what you get when you accuse women of cheating if they're not cheating. Yeah. They're going to leave you. And she was going to be a successful single mother. Slay girl. Now... She wasn't sure if this whole entire situation, the stress and everything was the reason for her nausea. So just to be safe, she took a pregnancy test. Mm. Oh, Charmaine was pregnant. Well, fuck. Now, she was a, 
a realist and having two kids was hard, but having three kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she decided to stay with Ojak. I knew. And a little baby girl was born and they named her Shanae. In the hospital when Shanae was born, Charmaine refused to hold her. She wanted nothing to do with this baby. So heavy. Do you think she was like, like had come like some sort of resentment, like you ruined my plan? Mm-hmm. Mm. So the dad basically took over the care of Shanae and Charmaine went as far as to tear up pictures of baby Shanae. So this woman low-key lost it. That's insane. Yeah. Whether it was postpartum depression or just sheer resentment. Mm. But she she would go and cry, cry. Okay. And she was in no shape to take care of herself or anyone, actually. Even less the baby. And Charmaine just hated her life. When Shanae was a toddler, she heard her mother and father arguing and she heard her mother scream at the father that she never wanted Shanae. And the mother never hid that she hated Shanae. That's devastating. She didn't secretly hate her. She made it, she was like, mm, you'll I know, you, yeah. you know. Shanae was an introvert, always in the corner, drawing on a notepad. Mm. But Shanae would hide her drawings because they needed to be protected. It was a window to her soul. She really wanted her mother to appreciate her drawings. Her mother was the only person that she wanted to show her drawings to. Mm. And she would gift her drawings to her mother, trying to earn her love. But the mother would just reject them. When Shanae was six years old, her parents got divorced. And her mom took the three kids and then started to jump from abusive relationship to abusive relationship. Oh, fuck. One of her boyfriends was a special forces major, and he would beat Shanae with a cane. Shemaine left without her kids. Oh. She left them with her abusive ex-boyfriend. Now, what happened in that time, we are not completely sure. But eventually, the mother came back, and she was like, okay, I'll take my kids back. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Much appreciated, bitch. But little old Shanae would be left alone for long periods of time. Oh, God. So the, her siblings were much older than she was. Mm. And the mother would be on her own missions. So Shanae would just be left to herself. So she made a friend. Mm. Azazel. Azazel was strong and confident. Which Shanae wasn't. Mm. Azazel was a goat demon. Wait, was? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hold on a second. What? <laughs> No, I'm not quite sure if this is <laughs> a distorted version of an imaginary friend or something. <laughs> but Azazel was a goat demon. Interesting. Okay. YOLO. Shanae's mother's father, so her maternal grandfather, mm. was a pastor. So she might have heard this name somewhere mm. because this name was quite relevant mm. to the grandfather oh because azazel was indeed an actual goat demon the name was a name of a goat demon like a demon that's a goat yeah okay I, I, i'm not even sure my little christian brain does not even know this okay. section <laughs> of <laughs> i don't know religious writings <laughs> 
I haven't gotten that far. Okay, I'm like a chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? I'm so okay. Okay, cool. So he did what all good bosters do does do's do's. <laughs> he judged her. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> when he heard the name, he immediately sent the eight-year-old to be exercised. What? And he was like, you know what? Bring the people. Bring my people, the entire congregation, the whole church, all of you believers, come forth and watch me perform an exorcism on my own granddaughter. What the fuck is going on? So after this, Shanae was like, okay, she obviously cannot be friends with Azazel anymore. Mm. So now she was going to be friends with Norman. Bye, Azazel. Hello, Norman. Hey, Norman. Norman was also not visible to others. Okay. Yes. Was he also a demon? Not quite sure. Okay. We we don't know much about Norman's background. <laughs> um, what I can tell you is that in her 20s, Shanae was still friends with Norman. Cool, cool, cool. And now Shanae's mom, with all of this happening, mm. she saw this as... The pristine opportunity to fuck with Shanae a little bit. Okay. What an awful human. So she would tell Shanae that her dolls come alive at night and they would wander around her bedroom. Why would you do that to your child? So Shanae blindfolded them and tied them up, you know, to prevent them from doing this. Yeah. I'd do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To be honest, I think I'd probably throw them away, but, like, I get it, girl. Yes. So... I'd be petrified. That's, like, the horror version of Toy Story. Basically. Basically. That is awful. Yeah. I'm not even sure if maybe she watched Toy Story. Maybe if she watched Toy Story, it like, would have be gone excited. in a different yeah. direction. Look at my head! But, no. Nope. No, no. So, her new stepfather that... She acquired, <laughs> that her mother acquired. Yeah. She had a new stepdad, okay? And he noticed that she was going through some sort of preteen phase and she was a bit angsty, a little bit, you know, not doing very well. Yeah. So he decided what better way for her to deal with all of her puberty emotions than to take her hunting. And then he taught her how to skin animals. And this was supposed to relieve some of her teenage angst. So let's just raise a sociopath. And Shanae loved it. Yep, of course she did. <laughs> she would eventually proceed to self-harm. And she these acts would make her feel like she was releasing negative energy. Mm. Shanae didn't love the act of killing, but the act of skinning was very alluring. Mm. Now, the best thing that... Because now, when when I do cases and I know... We're not, I don't want to get into the criminals' minds that much, but I always try and see things from their perspective, which is a crazy thing. I understand. But the only thing that I could compare this to is, you know, when you get a new iPhone and it has that sticker on it and then you just peel that sticker Yummy. off. It's so satisfying. Mm. That's kind of what I think, like the feeling that she had. Sorry if I, I ruined that for you. Now, the family had pet snakes. And if Shanae would come across any dead rats or mice or some sort of critter, she would skin it and then feed it to the snake. Mm. Okay. And then when Shanae 
At one point, she started bouncing between her mother's house and then her biological father's house, whom now also remarried, and she had a stepmom. Okay. But the stepmom had a lot of rules. Mm. Shanae almost killed her stepmom at one point. She tried to stab her, but the stepmom got away. And she did this because rules rules aren't fun. And So let me just stab you for it. Yes. The stepmom and the dad decided that it was better to, to keep it on the down low. Let's not tell, tell anybody about this because, you know, it might just be a phase. You know? Because we all go through that phase where we just want to stab people. Totally. Totally. And then from there on out, she, like I said, she was going between mom's house, dad's house, mom's house, dad's house. And then the mom started picking up that something strange is going on with her daughter. Okay. Mm. So she took her to a psychologist. Oh, look at you being a mother. Yeah. And then she Crazy. was put on antidepressants. Anti-depressants. Anti-depressants. <laughs> Antidepressants. But that was it. That was the start and the beginning, the beginning and the end of her treatment. Wow, like, no, like some, long-term therapy. No, nothing. no, no. Pop some pills, you're good. Love, love medical professionals. Slay. Love you guys. Shanae wasn't very liked by other children. Well. <laughs> and she hated them as well because she was too mature for them. I get it. So Sinead decided <laughs> that it was a better idea to hang out with older kids. Or Norman. You know, more on her level, yeah. But these older kids decided to introduce her to sniffing paint. I am so confused. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I'm there just dropping Parents hating children. There are kids sniffing paint. There's a kid skinning things and talking to demon ghosts. Goats. I am confused. <laughs> By the time Shanae is 12, she starts experimenting with ecstasy. At 12? At 12. This is not skins. We are not Effie Stonem. No. Can we relax? And she felt that this made her pain go away. Okay. Okay. One night, she went to a friend's house and there was a party. You know, like most 12-year-olds do. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just go to ravers. At this party, a close friend of hers raped Shanae. Shanae would paint a picture of herself on a bed with her pants zipped down and the rapist's name on the piece of paper. She also wrote, you took my innocence at 12. Because when she was raped, Shanae was still a virgin. Oh my god. Oh with my god. This girl really did not have a good... All of this happening. Mm. The mother was like, cheers, peace out. I'm moving to New Zealand. Mother of the Year award goes to. So, Shanae stayed with her dad. She moved in there permanently. And the stepmom was, she didn't have her own kids. So, you know, maybe maybe this is not, you know, this, this can work. She can she Even can though she tried to stab you. Yeah, she can be a mother to Shanae. Okay. Now, on 14, Shanae was hooked on drugs. And she had destructive coping mechanisms. The father and the stepmother decided that the best course of action was to be to give her space why is no one getting this girl actual psychological help yeah why is not why okay at the age at age 15 she met a 22 year old man orlando who was self-identifying as a satanist and he encouraged shanae to adapt a gothic style of fashion and he also introduced her to acid 
Unpopular opinion, I like Nissim Acid. Sorry, can't hate on it. It's fun. He, he not only took her took her to take acid, <laughs> <laughs> but he taught her how to do rituals. So okay. Orlando would gather up all his little homies, his Satan friends, <laughs> and they would do a ritual. Now imagine a 15-year-old witty little girl that thinks she's extremely mature. And can skin people, probably. And can skin some things. And... Now this Satan-looking older <coughs> boyfriend of hers is doing these rituals. Mm-mm. What would your first reaction be? In honesty, my first reaction is run. Yeah, but would you laugh a little first? Oh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> for sure. Watching a bunch of like grown-ass men gather around a little fire and be like, Ooh, yeah. I would giggle to myself. So this was Sinead's first reaction. She was like, <coughs> what? what are you doing? This is, what? <laughs> Why are you doing that? I don't understand. You're giving me the ick. <laughs> yeah, so Orlando did not like this. Obviously, because them rituals were serious. The ego was bruised. Yes. So Orlando humiliated her. Oh, fuck. And he started to break her down. And he was mean to her. He would say bad things to her. He had this girl in the palm of his hands. And he just crushed her i keep wanting to feel bad for her but i feel like i'm gonna regret that mm-hmm. <laughs> so at age 16 shanae dropped out of school and at the same time she broke up with orlando slay girl boss bitch move she moved in with her sister and she started taking some art classes and she also got a job as a graphic designer and she met a new guy and they started dating and mm. his name was warren And he was the opposite of Orlando. Okay. And his parents loved her. They just thought Shanae is the cutest little button. Oh, boy. And sometimes she would even stay with him for weeks. And the parents loved having her there. They would just have a ball of a time. Hmm. She spoke to Warren about her self-harm. And he felt that he was helping her to heal. He felt that, you know, I can be there for this. This Mm -hmm. little... Bird with a broken wing. Mm. Through him, she met Roy. Roy hated Shanae. Lekker. He didn't think that she was a good influence. He did not like her vibe. And Roy, apparently, could see auras. He was with the helmet Okay? He could sense mm. evil spirits. Mm. He was I don't like your juju. I don't and like he, your vibe. He instantly sensed bad juju around Shanae. Mm. Mm-hmm. He even sensed Norman. Woofork. And he said that he sensed Norman around her at all times. For a long time, he stayed quiet about his quote-unquote talents. <laughs> <laughs> but one day, he pulled Shanae aside and he asked her, who's Norman? So Shanae freaked out and asked him, who the fuck are you to try and read me? And Roy was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. This is not what he expected. Yeah. Didn't mean to push a button there. Yeah. I, I'm assuming he thought that Shanae was being like, oh my God, you know about Norman? Yeah. Which this was not, this was not her reaction. Oh. So Shanae told him that she had it under control. 
And now Sinead and Warren broke up shortly after this. And Sinead just broke up with him out of the blue. Now, I'm not sure if it was what Warren thought. He, he had no idea. Mm. But Roy knew why she broke up. Because he started, she started dating one of his other friends. Mm. Martians. Oh, fuck. Roy and Martians were roommates. And Roy said that Martians also had a spirit following him around. Her name was Lilith. Roy asked Martians about Lilith. And Martians admitted that he was sleeping with Lilith. But he didn't react the way Sinead reacted mm. when Roy confronted him. He was happy because Roy just confirmed what he's been thinking for such a long time, you know. How are you fucking a ghost? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? And Lilith was watching over him. He felt like she was protecting him. Let me cheat on my ghost girlfriend with a real girlfriend. Yeah. Slay. Now, I don't know if you know much about Lilith is a, is a name I know. Yeah, me too. There's, there's not too many good positive connectations to this name. Mm -mm. I don't want to go into that. Yeah. You can, if you as a person want to go research whom Lilith is. Google's free. Google's free. <laughs> Roy was worried because Martians was a good friend. Mm. And he always said to Martians that he's extremely book smart. He's, you know, he's not practically very smart, but book smart. Not, not so much the street smarts. Mm. And when, when Martians and Sinead started dating... Shortly after this, Roy walked in on Martians cleaning his stab wounds. And Roy was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Martians was like, no, bro, calm down, calm down. Sinead is into knife play and she would stab him when they had sex. Okay, guys, just a preface. That is not what knife play is. If you have a knife kink, no judgment here. Please don't go stab people, though. That is not a kink. That is I'm just leave that there. Martians defended her. Roy thought that his normal friend, Martians, had changed. Mm. Even though he was fucking a ghost. Yeah. Cool. And according to Roy, his friend had been normal since childhood. He knew this boy from this kid since they were children. Mm. They childhood friends. They grew up together. He, he knows. The only weird thing that he could maybe point out that was that when Mar Martians was younger... He he apparently had this vision of a dragon that was handing him the world. He was holding the world, the dragon. Oh. And it was, he handed it to Martians. And he said, this is yours now. But one day I will come back and I will take it back. Rockstar. But this was the only thing. Kids but, have wild imagination yeah, too. It's okay. Right? This vision would stay with Martians. He felt that it was symbolic. He felt special. And he tried to relive it. But he could never fully recreate it. And no one believed him. Mm. Because he had this vision when he was six. Oh. So like when I was just a kid with a crazy imagination. Yeah. Which know? is kind of what I think. Yes. <laughs> now Martians had a fascination with death. Especially the different stages of decomposition. He would study dead animals. And figure out, you know, at what stage are, are they? One Interesting day, hobby. One day he found a stray cat and he decided to break the cat's neck. That night, Martians wet the bed. Martians loved hurting small animals and he would continue to do so. And he would continue to wet the bed. 
When he was a teenager, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Heavy. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) But that is crazy. What the fuck? What case did you pick, bitch? (laughs) I'm so stressed out. There's so much going on. I'm like overstimulated. (laughs) One day in school, Martians noticed a swarm of bugs and they made a humanoid shape. They whispered to him, but he couldn't understand it. And he also noticed that nobody else was seeing this. So this made him feel special. So he started exploring. That's mental illness, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) He started exploring occult studies and religion. When he was in high school, he would hallucinate so vividly that he couldn't distinguish between reality and his visions. And he started burning himself to cope with what was happening. What? Why are no parents helping these kids? There are seriously some severe issues here. Why is no one getting help? I'm so concerned. Martins was eventually put on medication. So his parents, did, they did try, you know? Ish. Your kid is seeing dragons and burning himself because he doesn't know what's real and what's fake. And you go, may as well help. Yeah. That now, kid needs to be admitted. Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> Martins didn't want people to know at all. This okay. was... This was his little secret. He didn't, you know, because imagine Valcom isn't a very big town. Mm-mm. Now imagine these people know that this is what's happening to you. You're going to get ostracized for sure. Yeah. First of all. But now the receptionist at the psychiatrist, her daughter was in the same school as Martians. Mm. And one day she told her daughter, hey. There's a kid in your school. His name is Martins. And he was literally just diagnosed with schizophrenia. Why are you yapping your trap, bitch? Isn't that like go against any... All of the above. Yeah. All of it. Just yes. Okay. And naturally, the girl, the daughter, told everyone. So he felt like an unwanted freak. That makes sense. Why would you do that to a poor child? Who is clearly just in need of some desperate help. Yes. Martians picked up over a hundred pounds, which is give or take about 40, 50 Ks. That is a lot. And this was mainly from his medication. No. But I think maybe he was also just eating his feelings. Shame. That is so sad. And this was when a woman started to follow him this was when a woman started following him around. Lilith. Lily. Lilith. I just got body chills. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I think we need to burn some sage up in this bitch when we're done with this case. This is not kosher. I'm not feeling good right now. He wasn't sure if his visions were because of his schizophrenia. Mm. Or if they were real spirits and he was just maybe able to see spirits. So he started seeking out his visions because they too made him feel special. He dropped out of school and he started working for his dad. He became severely overweight and then there was a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Roy asked him to move in with him. So when he moved in with Roy, he started to feel like he mattered. Mm. He, they knew each other from childhood and Roy wanted to help him because mm. 
Martians was like, bitch, I don't know what is real and what is not. So we would be sitting here chilling with four friends. But I'm seeing 12 people. Okay. Mm. So we're always like, my brother, I got you. Don't worry. I will tell you who's real or who's not. Mm. Because Martins was stressing that maybe he, you know, he's trying to chat up this bitch and then she's not there. So Roy was like, got your back. Homie. Yes. You're protected. And Shame. around this time, Martins felt that his, his medication wasn't making him feel very well. Mm. And he was feeling better. You know, his confidence was up and the medication made him feel a bit groggy. Mm. So he quit cold turkey. Oh, fuck. Guys, please don't do that. If you're on medication for mental health reasons, do not stop cold turkey. Rather speak to a medical professional. And as we said on our previous podcast, if you are feeling better, that means the meds are working. Yeah, please stay on your medication, guys. Yeah. If there are any questions, queries, concerns, speak to a medical professional. Don't, you're not, you're not smarter than a doctor, I swear. No. Mm -mm. So in December of 2010, Martians met Sinead. And the love tornado started. Oh, fuck it. The two would make out in public. And not just some light smooching. Mm -mm. Oh, no. It was... It was... Sinead would sit on top of Martians. Oh, wow. It was like... Well, and you guys eat his face. Get yeah. a room type vibe. Heavy. Cool. Now, we already know that his roommate, Roy, does not like Sinead. Mm. So the two, he tried, he tried to get along with her. Didn't go that well. It didn't last very long. I think he, he maybe solidly tried to, to be her, her friend for maybe like a week. And he was like, fuck this. So they had a massive fight. Roy and... Roy and Sinead. Oh. He was oh. just, listen, you are, you fucked my other friend. Now you fucking this friend. This is fucked up. And a lot of like, fucking going on. <laughs> and Chanel was like, you don't fucking tell me what to do. Okay? <laughs> I just want to know, like, are the ghosts hitting it off with each other while these two are hitting it off with each I other? Are they getting jealous? I want to know what the ghosts <laughs> feel. <laughs> I'm sorry. But there are other love triangles going on here and I am invested. Give me that ghost gossip. Give me the ghost gossip. Norman, what's your feeling? Lilith, you know, are you jealous that you're not getting those back shots anymore? I want to know. <laughs> I need to know. I'm sorry that I have no further information on <laughs> Lilith's back shots. <laughs> no. Now, Martians saw that his, his girlfriend and his best friend was fighting. Oh, dear. And it wasn't fun. No, not like it. So he did what any normal, normal guy would do. Chose the bitch. He chose the bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Men are so predictable. And he moved out. <laughs> no surprises there. Him and Sinead moved in together. Oh, fuck. Okay. Martins and Sinead would perform magic and rituals at the local cemetery. But she was judging that other guy for rituals. Now she's also... Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah, but she must not saw how serious it is. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. They gave each other dark names. Little nicknames. It wasn't... My boo-boo. <laughs> my little... My, my love little, bug. My love bug. Shorty. <laughs> Shorty! Mm -mm. None of the above. Oh, God. Sinead said that she would feed on the creepy environment of the cemetery. And she started calling Martian, my dark prince. Okay. 
they would perform rituals together and promise each other eternal love. Uh, that's real stuff right there. The two have known each other for less than a month. You know, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I had a friend who used to do that. <laughs> She'd jump in and out of relationships within weeks. She'd know a guy for a week and then all of a sudden, I'm in love. I'm in love. It's my twin flame. Just to let you know, half of those exes rocked up in front of my house trying to break in. They were all crazy. Guys, please get to know someone before you yeah. confess your love to them. Yes. You don't know people after a few weeks. No. Okay. No, no. Please. No. I have known my husband for uh, a long time. A very long time. We have been friends for a very long time. Mm -hmm. We've been married for going on seven years now. Fucking A. Every now and again. I'm jealous. Every now and again, I'm still like, who are you? (laughs) What are you doing? You know, if you're ever having doubts... Girl, I I'm will not put married. a ring on it. I don't feel like this fits the backdrop of the story that I'm trying to tell you. Mm. <laughs> now, I read a book on these two. Okay. I read two. You read two full books? I read two full books. Girl. Yeah. And in the one book, this woman did a... I will link the... If you want to go... If y'all want to go read the books, mm. I will link the the little Kindle slash Audible links I'm in the description box for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, Shanae Martins's text messages were in the books. Crazy. And I wanted to read some of them to you, but it's it's a lot, mm. and this case is already a lot. Mm. So I knew that bees back. This is not going to be a quick episode. So, what I will say about them is imagine Elizabethan, Shakespearean, with a little dash of goth. Mm. Okay? Live, laugh, love. Yes. Death. Now, with this, all of this happening, these two still find time to watch some TV. Oh, of course. You know, all the time in the world. (laughs) And they became obsessed with the show Dexter. You know, it's so funny. I have heard too many true crime people that like that show <laughs> i don't know what it's laced with but too many people go back and then it's all oh, something about dexter and i'm like mm, uh-uh, something's not right with that bitch i'm gonna make you watch dexter and you're gonna come back and be like oh i get it okay 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 uh-uh, guys that shit's laced with something so dexter had a girlfriend okay sh- she isn't prevalent in the beginning Mm. so after i can't remember i think it was about mm, season four five he meets this bitch they fall in love some shit goes down everything's fucking chaotic anyway the two end up becoming almost like a a serial killing duo almost like bonnie and clyde type of something like that yeah 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 but dexter had good intentions you know yeah this is why we like dexter oh Dexter was only killing bad people. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, are you telling me a murderer has good intentions? And yeah, then- no, Dexter Dexter had... You need to watch the show, okay? Okay. Okay. Now, his <laughs> girlfriend was called Lumen. And when Sinead watched the show, she was like, Ah, I am the real-life Lumen. Of course. And Martians is the real-life Dexter. So she immediately took out her phone, went to her contacts, and there where it said, Madoc Prince... Now we came Dexter. Dexter. What a cute nickname. So they had new nicknames for each other. Each other. Each other. 
Och, oh, Dex and Loom. Oh, no. They even invented a new world for themselves, and they called it Ashmore Valley. Now, they realized that Ashmore Valley is empty, and how can they be king and queen if there are no subjects? So, they wanted to kill people so that they could trap their souls in Ashmore Valley. Sinead didn't want to kill anybody, though. She wasn't into the, the murdering, but she wanted to skin them. Mm-hmm. I knew so, Sinead had a fantasy that was brewing. Mm-hmm. She fantasized about creating a skin suit and stitching it to her own skin. And this would eventually grow onto her skin. And she would become a skin suit designer for other like-minded people that would buy skin suits from her. Oh my god. So imagine Ed Gein, the guy with the the nipple lamp Mm -hmm. or the nipple belt. I can't remember. Anyway. The belt, yeah. Meets Project Runway. Ish. So cutting herself wasn't doing it anymore. Took Lady Gaga's meat dress too far. (laughs) (laughs) And stabbing Martians was almost feeling... Boring. Yeah, it... I don't know if she felt guilty or bad that she was stabbing her boyfriend, but this wasn't doing it for her. So she needed somebody. She needed another person. Oh, fuck. And then she she lured, she pulled Martians into, well, Dexter, into her fantasy. And this would bring them closer together. And he thought this too. So he joined in on her fantasy. The two would romanticize killing and skinning someone. They thought of themselves as immortals and one day they would be together in their dark paradise as god and goddess Tolulu is not the Solulu. now obviously before taking on such a big project Shanae and Martins had to you know do a little practice run okay so they adopted two kittens from a pet shop please don't and they wanted to to try each other's fantasies to also bring themselves closer together before, you know, attempting the real deal. Now, Sinead wasn't that into, like I said, the murdering itself. So she just decapitated the little kitten as quickly as she could. Oh, my God. When she looked up, Martins was frantically stabbing the other kitten. What? She stared at him and she felt them grow closer. Now, while they were waiting for their plan to become a reality, Sinead became a little bit depressed because, you know, she's bored. She wants to do this. So Martians bought her another cat. Oh my God, stop it. I don't want to. She killed it and she skinned it. No, stop it. I don't like this. They took pictures. Fuck. And they kept the bones. All I can think about is ashtray. (laughs) On March 31st, 2011, Sinead made a dating profile. Oh God. uh... Michael was a golden boy. He worked hard, but he had a bad self-esteem. He broke up with his long-term girlfriend, and this didn't do his confidence really well. So he got an internship, and he studied to become an electrician. And then he got a full-time job as an electrician, and he started providing for his family. And he was doing really well. After all of this, he decided, you know what? Look at me. I've built myself back up again. I'm going to try online dating. And he matched with Sinead. They would start texting. And after two days of talking, Sinead suggested that they go on a date. She asked him to meet her at the cemetery. 
the Valcom Cemetery. No. Now, if you didn't know, the Valcom Cemetery is a portal to Ashmore Valley. Okay. I absolutely knew that, totally. Okay. (laughs) I'm not quite sure how, but Sinead convinced Michael to go to the cemetery. I'm sorry. Who in their right mind thinks, I'm going to go on a first date with someone I've never met that I met online and we're going to go to the cemetery for our first date? That, safe as fuck. I'm so there. Who thinks that? Maybe she made a point, like the government isn't taking care of our parkies. So the cemetery has like really green grass. Let's go there. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Totally. Love that. But she convinced him. And one night he told his parents that he was going on a date. And, you know, his mom was like, okay, all right. I bet you didn't tell them where. Yeah. And he didn't elaborate on the date. He didn't tell them who he was going with, where he had met this woman, this girl, or what they were going to go do. And the mom decided, you know what? He's been through so much. I'm not going to pry. I'm just going to let him be. Let him go on his date. Maybe he will tell me everything tomorrow. Parents. So at quarter past eight, Michael texts Shanae that he is on his way. And Michael arrives at the cemetery at about nine o'clock. So it took him 45 minutes to get to the cemetery. Jeez. And he spots Shanae in the shadows. In the shadow. So it was dark. In the okay. darkness. 9 p.m. Welcome. Saturday. Oh, fuck it. She was wearing a white dress. Oh, no. And her long black hair was loose. And he paused. And he was like, um, I don't know if I should get out of this car. Well, that was a good thought. <laughs> but Fucking Sh- run, bruh. <laughs> but Shanae walked up and she greeted him with a big smile. She lured him out of the car into the cemetery where she had an entire picnic set up. So after a little bit of talking and chilling, having a sip of wine, Michael started to relax. And he was enjoying this girl's conversation. And yeah, maybe it was a little bit weird, you know. Like, don't try and justify this. But she was, she's pretty, you know, and she's talking to him. No. And this is his first date, whatever. So he leans in and he tries to kiss her. And he hears something behind him. This was Martians. Obviously. Martians was running at him <gasps> with a knife and he stabbed him four times. Imagine how petrifying that must be. Michael fought back. He tried to run to his car, but Martians took after him and he started cutting his legs. What? To the point where Michael was not able to run anymore. Should but he still tried to fight and Martians kept stabbing him. Mm-mm. But this took some time, so Martians was like, yeah. What the fuck? This mm. is not how I imagined this would go. So he started freaking out and he started calling Shanae. Now Shanae was just there on the side, checking out the whole situation. And then when she saw what was happening and Martins was calling out to her, listen, bitch, I need some help. She also grabbed a knife, ran up and stabbed Michael three times. Martins headbutted Michael and he continued to stab him. 32 stabs later... Michael was still alive. How much stamina you need to stab someone 32 times? Yeah. By the fact that this man is still alive, which is a miracle in itself. Yeah. 32 times, you know how much energy that takes? Now, I don't know how true this is, but apparently Michael gave up. And he said to them, you know, just kill me. Just fucking That is so sad. If that is true, that is so fucking sad. That is sad. These people are sick. So Martin slit his throat. The two dragged him into the woods 
and Sinead tried to cut off his head, but she couldn't. So Martiens finished the job and then they started digging. But all that they brought in their murder bag, except for the picnic goodies and the knives, were two soup spoons. So they used the spoons to dig. Okay. You know, cool. When they tried to fit the body into the shallow grave, it did not fit. Yeah. Surprised? No. So they decided to dismember him. They placed his head, his foot and his arm in a plastic bag and buried the rest. That's so weird. They got into Michael's car, drove off, abandoned the car and then walked home, hoping that somebody would steal it. When they got home the next morning, 7am, Martians went on his knees and he proposed. What? And she said yes. Oh my God. They watched. Oh my God. They washed the severed arm and foot with bleach and Martians buried it in the garden and Sinead placed the head in the fridge. They cleaned up and they went to bed. They woke up that evening. This is about 24 hours after the murder. Mm. And Chanel... Chanel? Chanel Chanel felt well rested. She was like, that was a good nap. She took the head out of the fridge and placed it on the counter. She took a knife and started the skinning process. Michael sat there and he set up a camera so he could film it so that Chanel could re-watch it. She thought that this was great practice. She would re-watch it and she would be able to perfect her technique. Sinead worked through the night. While she was busy with this, Martins went to her parents' house and asked her dad for permission to marry his daughter. But Sinead did not go with. She was home alone with Michael's decapitated head, taking her time so that she could get it as perfect as possible. Oh my God. Michael's parents were woken up by the cops. They found his car and keys still in the ignition. His parents were confused. No, like what? No. Wait. He 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 went out last night. No, no. Can't be him. Mm. So they walked out. His apartment was attached to their house. Okay. So they physically had to go out of their house to his apartment. So they did that and it was locked and he wasn't there. Mm. Police found blood in the car and a man who tried to steal the car was arrested. But Michael's friend who knew that he was going on a date at the cemetery told the parents. So after... Thank you. Thank (laughs) you that you at least told someone you were going to the cemetery. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So this information was shared with the police and they took the arrested suspect, they took him to the cemetery and after a whole lot of rigmarole, they concluded that they had the wrong guy. He was just some drunk guy who attempted to steal something and he blamed his one friend and then it came out that his friend was actually with his side bitch and there's a whole fucking different section to that. But anyway, he wasn't guilty. Wrong guy. (laughs) Right idea. Wrong bitch. But Michael's parents were scouring the cemetery because they saw blood everywhere. Michael's mother found his blood-soaked shirt on the ground. Oh, fuck. So the police brought in sniffer dogs and the mutilated remains of Michael was found. His father was able to identify his body because of a birthmark. Now, at first, the police thought that this might be a Muti murder. Now, we've spoken about Muti murders before. Quite a few times. But when they found that his organs weren't removed, that idea was abandoned. Mm. 
So they pulled his phone records and they phoned the last number on his call log, but it went to voicemail. On Tuesday, Shanae picked up the phone. Why would you pick up the phone? So the police tried to be sneaky and they lied to her. They were like, hey, something happened to your friend. Would you come to the hospital? But she didn't believe them. She knew what was going on. Yeah, well, she had his fucking head. And then she decided not to lie. So they went to the police, calm and collected. So the police arrested them and the couple was taken back to their cottage in separate vehicles. Martin stayed outside and Sinead was escorted into the apartment. And this was when she took the face out of the fridge. It's like when... Now, while Sinead was in the holding cell, Mm. one of the detectives that was part of this case wasn't having a good night's rest. She had a little bit of a migraine. Mm. And whether it was the stress from the case or everything that just happened, it was too much. So she took some nausea tablets and she took some painkillers and she was like, this is not helping nothing. This is a splitting headache. She's never had a migraine like this before, but whatever, she will she will push through so the next day she went to the holding cells and when she got to the cells Shanae was sitting there in her cells her legs covered in blood she had taken a mug broken it and cut her legs and on the wall above her bed she wrote along came a little girl Shanae smiled at the detective and looked down to the ground on the ground was something weird Nicole, stop it. Stop it. It was a piece of braid with hair tied around it, almost to form a little figure like a voodoo doll. Oh, my God. The hair looked like the detective's hair. Oh, my God. My God. And Shanae looked at her, smiled, and asked her, Do you have a good night's sleep, Tammy? Stop it. Stop it. My body is going cold. Stop it. I don't like this. What the fuck? Shanae admitted that she didn't get the satisfaction she thought she would, and she still had a need to scratch the itch. Martians pleaded guilty, and after a roller coaster to get to trial, on the stand he told Michael's parents that not to, they shouldn't fill their hearts with hate as this would only be dooming their own souls. He was sentenced to life in prison plus 15 years. When Martians left the courtroom, he stopped in front of Michael's mother and she slapped him through the face. Slay! Shanae, who had a different trial, showed no remorse. She refused to be interviewed by a psychiatrist because she was no one's lab rat. She also stated that she does not feel guilty. Shanae was sentenced to 20 years in prison, and this was to be reviewed after 20 years. So this is a... This, we need to ask Cupcake about this, because I'm not completely sure, but from what I understand is Shanae was the first woman in South Africa to be classified as a dangerous criminal. So what my logic is telling me is that she's getting 20 years. And when that is done, she comes back, not to the parole board, but to the court. And then the court would go over her case again and possibly send her back to prison for a longer time to see where she's at. You know, 
remorse-wise, I'm guessing. I don't know. No, I'm not happy with this. Yeah. Sinead and Martins kept writing to each other, but in 2014, they broke up. Womp womp. In 2017, Sinead wrote a letter to a website, Serial Killer Inc. And this letter is being sold for almost just over a thousand rand. Oh, I thought it'd be more. Claiming that she wants to write in this letter. She claimed that she would like to have the contact details of Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Because she wants to chat to him. She wants to write to him. What? She also included a poem. The website belongs to Eric Holler. And he stated, she's been very kind to us and is quite gorgeous. But I would not want to be on the business end of a knife that she is brandizing. And that is the case. No. Of the Valcom Graveyard Killer. No. <laughs> no. Ab- no. Excuse me? What the fuck? Yeah. You're welcome. Welcome back. Did you miss me? <laughs> no. <laughs> what the fuck? You're going to need another holiday after this one. I can't. What is going on? Mm. So you know that we have this whole thing where we, we really want to do cases that have not been done before. Mm. Now, this case has been thoroughly discussed in many podcasts. I know that the the profiler... Gerard Labeskachne. He wrote a whole book on it. And he has, a, I think he has a podcast as well called The Profiler Diaries. And True Crime South Africa did a whole podcast on it. Rotten Mango did a whole podcast on it. Rotten Mango if did you, a South African case. Yeah. So, Shout out. Love them. So you can think of, so many people have done this case, but they did this case in 2011, which is what go 13 years yeah. ago so shanae has give or take i'm not seven years seven to ten years left i can't remember if she was if the time served was added to the 20 years or if she got 20 years from the date she was sentenced i need to we need to make sure about cupcake there was so much information that I, I completely forgot to get that as well so let's say give or take seven to ten years this is what she has left now, that is, we are in 2024. That is not a lot of time. No. Life is flashing past my eyes and I'm like, what the fuck? Same, so, I'm going to be an I, old person in like a blink of an eye. I'm scared. Yeah, and I do, I mean, with Showmax coming out with all of these documentaries and all of these other cases being brought up, I was like, hey, let's choose, let me choose a case that would be well known to some, some OG true crimers. Mm. But for those of you who do not know, yeah. She has been referred to as the the female Ed Gein. She did, however, only have, from what we know, one victim. I don't know what the fuck to say right now. Mm-hmm. Has her, like, family said anything about it? Not that I could find. But you should... I'll post the, the pictures, her drawings, mm. and the poems. And I obviously can't post snippets out of the books, but what yeah. I can find on Google I will post. Bitch, it's fucking... These people were unhinged. I am so... The way that they spoke to each other, it just got... Like I said, this the, the case was... I knew as I was explaining this to you, I could see your face. You were like, what the fuck? Is this woman just throwing about random information? Like, it, it doesn't even feel like it flows. It's just like fuck up after fuck up after fuck up and then it just ends. And that's why I actually tried to keep the timeline, you know. Trying to... 
to kind of space it in such a way that it would make sense. But there's just too much shit that's happening. So I wanted what? to read some snippets from their text messages and their letters, but it's just too much. It's too much. I'm so concerned. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Guys, please don't go on dates in the cemetery. No. Please? No. Get to know someone but better before you start getting married and confessing your love. Yeah. And um, nobody uh, is worth you murdering someone for them. No. No, not at all. But some of the psychiatrists, or I think most of the psychiatrists, did say that Martiens's schizophrenia was not an influence in the entire heavy murderous. That's insane. Because some some podcasters also said that statistics do show that schizophrenics are more of a harm to themselves yeah. than they are to other people. Mm. But I can't. There's no way it had like no influence at all. Like it had to have some sort of impact. I think because of that, he was maybe more susceptible. Yeah. Because I'm seeing her as the fucking mob boss here. She is. Ringleader. Yeah. And I personally think that because of his schizophrenia, because he was already detached from reality, it was much easier for her to manipulate him into her world. And he probably didn't understand the whole concept of, like, taking someone's life. Like, I don't think he understands the repercussions of it because you you can't grasp reality. He was seen... His trial was postponed three times Mm. so that he could be psychiatrically evaluated. He was deemed fit. He understood. That's crazy. That's why he got 20 years. He fully understood. What So it's a very... Fuck. It's a very... Because, I mean, if some, if a person in... We know that it's extremely rare for somebody to be, to be deemed not fit. Yeah. But for if some fucking body could be deemed unfit, I would imagine it would be an unmedicated schizophrenic. Right? You would think. But even him. Mm-mm. Nah, you're going to sit... You're going to fucking sit. You're going to serve. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could see the mother slapping. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could see that. I feel like that would have been golden. Gold. Fuck, bitch. What a way to come back. What a way to start the year. Like, my brain. Fuck, guys. Today has been such a shit show. Like, you don't understand (laughs) the day we've had. received an unsolicited dick pic. Yeah, guys. Gave someone a quote and they weren't happy with my quote. So they sent no. me a picture of someone beating their meats in yeah. a response. Mm. Please don't do that to businesses, guys. Yeah. I am a 20-year-old girl. I don't need to see some man beating his meats. Check yourself. Check check what you send to people. Let's not have another Mrs. Von Vike situation on our Murder, hands. please, God. No, what the fuck? <laughs> Today is not real. Yeah. I feel like them. I don't know what's real right now. Yeah. It was a crazy day. Today was a crazy day. What the fuck, girl? Yeah, and it's the first day that I'm seeing you and it's just... <laughs> it's just fucked. The weirdest day together. And we found a long-lost family member. Yeah, guys. Wow. A lot happened today. Yeah. We found people we've been looking for for 15 years. Guys, can I just say, if you ever need to find someone and you think you can't, hit us up. Hit her up. Because I swear to you, I've been looking for this person for 15 fucking years. And she found them in 20 minutes. 
here's here's the TikTok. Here's the Instagram. Here's the TikTok. Here's the Instagram. Here's the mom. Here's the dad. Here's the granddad. Here's the grandma. Here's the aunt. Here's the uncle. She got it all. Names, profiles, all social media accounts. Fucking LinkedIn, bitch. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. It's quite scary. She is I insane. I love my wife, but I am a little bit scared of her. I know. I'm sorry. But in like the best way possible. I wonder what our possible. listeners are going to think of me because now it's Varushka. It's Varushka. me doing all of these weird ass cases that make no sense. And now you can find long lost missing people. Yeah. It's just, I promise I am a, I, I'm really a nice person. She's great, guys. Like, <laughs> I mean, I fucking love this woman. She's my wife. Um, no one take her from me. We did for life. Wedded for life, for sure. Yeah. Um, but just know if you do anything bad, better not be to S. Yeah. Well, if my normal day job doesn't work out, I do feel private that investigator detecting would be oh, fucking hard, girl. I don't know if I would be able to emotionally cope with it. Yeah. My heart is too clean. I understand. Yeah, I to be Ooh. Oh my god, girl, I can't. I can't process <laughs> what the fuck is going on right now. Holy fuck. But this is how I decided to welcome you back to Thunder Noodle since you wanted to bail on me. You know what I fucking For a whole holiday? I love it. Cry for you. for my cry. You guys Jeez. must have an awesome week. Okay. <laughs> Don't go to any graveyards. Please. Get to know people. And when we say go out and touch some grass, I don't mean at a graveyard. That's I mean exactly at a park. exactly what I wanted to say now. Touch some safe grass. Please. Yeah. Like, go to a, a park. Not no. even, no, not even that. Bring them to your mama's garden. Yeah. And touch that. Grow grass. your own grass. <laughs> Grow your own grass. <laughs> Please. Get some artificial grass if you have to. Put it in the corner of your room and go touch we'll, that. We'll link some artificial go- grass companies up in here. <laughs> okay. Fuck, guys. I don't know how I'm going to follow this, but we will see you on um, Monday. And B is doing a episode. I cannot be wait to be told some true crime. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know how m- much of them. I'm pre-warning everyone. I don't know if it's going to be many. It might be sewed Monday. But we, I did give them very short episodes. Yeah, well, holiday. you guys, I haven't been here for like a week. So yeah. you get to hear my voice. Yappa, yappa, yappa. Yes. But Love we'll see it. you on Monday. Yeah. I hope you're all as fucking traumatized as I am. I need a fucking drink. S out. Bow, chicka, bow.